I had to take her with me to the border to go pick it up because I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to carry it up these stairs. That makes it sound so much more insidious. Welcome to episode one of Dynamic Resolution, a video game show. I'm your host, Shane O'Hare, with Derek Cranevelt. Hey there. And Joshua Jackson. Hello. This uh, this is our inaugural episode of our new show. And if you're seeing this episode in your feed, don't be alarmed. We are formerly Geekscape Games, still the same squad, same content, just a different coat of paint. Um, did, you, did you say, I'm sorry, I, I'm interrupting you already. Did you say formally, like like if we're speaking formally, we are Geekscape Games, or did you say formerly? Because formerly. Uh, I, the I, script, I mean, it says formally, and it sounded like you said formally, and uh, I didn't know I mean, I, what we were I, doing. I don't have my camera on, but I have a suit on right now, so I thought we were all <laughs> on the same page. Formerly Geekscape Games. As you can tell, we still have the same, same panache for flair. Um, we've been off the air for a number of months. So in case you forgot, we're a bi-weekly show that discusses the games we've been playing, the news and drama in the video game world, and other trials and tribulations when it comes to gaming or our technological life. Um, let's, uh, let's just do a quick little introduction. Josh, introduce yourself. Hey, so I've been playing games since as long as I can remember since like the late eighties. Um, Mostly these days, a Nintendo and Game Pass player, but kind of play a little bit of everything. Um, more than anything, though, I cover a lot of the really weird, like weeb anime shit. So, um, if there's some bizarre game, probably about demon panties that you want to talk about, you'll probably <laughs> check out whatever I'm talking about in any given week. Right on, right on. And Derek, let's let's hear you because I feel like you've 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 changed as a gamer since we've last recorded. Oh my God. Uh, well, for the the biggest piece. Uh, yeah, I'm Derek. I've been around since the, like a decade or something. Um, all of the three of three of us are like Geekscape games originals. When did we record the first episode of that show? Like 2013, 2013. So like a decade. Um, oh, that's terrible. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to, at some point we'll break a hundred listeners. I promise. Like, you know, we, we'll make that triple digits. Um, yeah, I mean, I have changed gaming-wise in the past few months since we've been off. Both I found a new gaming hobby, but I feel like the biggest thing I have been in this like wild like gaming funk for months. Like even even approaching the end, like you know, approach. I, like I feel like we recorded an episode, and then maybe it was around Jonathan's wedding, and so we went to California, and then we just like never picked it up again. And I think. I like I think for myself I was just in this weird funk and have been and still am and I hope that us getting back into this and having these regular conversations like brings me out of it a bit because I've had I've been struggling to like enjoy a lot of games and uh I don't know why and I, I would like to get back into that and so here we are damn betterhelp.com Derek <laughs> They'll only sell some of your information. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, I'm Shane. Uh, we're all OG Geekscapists. We're still the number one video game show on the Geekscape.network. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been uh, listening to uh, Geekscape since the 
inception uh, but as a gamer um been playing games the entirety of my life i remember cutting my teeth on the nes and then i really got into pc games like dos games and then uh windows 95 and then windows xp that was that was my jam um big into uh just like that 95 or, or that xp era of games so find me on counter-strike i'll pub stomp you um but i uh i like to get into like the weird and eclectic um how did my cat get in the room and um uh yeah but i also like to to dabble with weird uh you know electronics when it comes to games like dissecting my video card much to the chagrin and having it explode <laughs> and um but it wasn't your fault it's okay. it wasn't my fault it wasn't my fault but um yeah uh you know, that's that's kind of it. Uh, what I, for like those who might be jumping on for the first time, and because I don't remember because we haven't said this probably in a decade. But what are your like? What's your like favorite game or favorite game series? Both of you. Oh, um, my favorite game of all time is um, this game called Shogo Mobile Armor Division, and it was made by Monolith in the uh, early two thousands, and it was. Um, uh, a first-person shooter that was heavily inspired by mecha anime, and it—it's like I don't know. It's like uh, what do you call it? Um, Evangelion, the mm. the game, super anime, super funny. Um, but it had a really great um, uh, dichotomy between like the on foot missions and then the mech missions, and the multiplayer was like take the craziness of Unreal Tournament and Quake and just turn it up to eleven. And I really like you can still get the game on GOG and I wish it was um, there was a bigger community because those were some crazy multiplayer maps and multiplayer games. It was wild. But that's my that's my favorite game of all time. Um, so definitely like, like into shooters. Nice. Josh, how about you? And for me, mine's kind of all over the place. My favorite game of all time is probably still Kid Icarus Uprising on the 3ds it was uh it kind of had not just had a little bit of everything but i feel like it excelled at everything that it did so it had a lengthy single player campaign with over a dozen different weapon types so you can play it a lot of different ways it had a multiplayer mode that kind of rewarded rewarded you with different gear that you could take into the single player mode and one of like the problems i'll have with like online shooters a lot of times is it kind of rewards the people that are already really good at it. So if you're not good or if you're just starting, like say for example, Call of Duty and like everyone who's getting kill streaks is like getting nukes and shit. <laughs> Whereas the people who don't know what they're doing are just getting right. stomped and on top of that getting nuked because of all the perks that the good players are getting. But like Kid Icarus did reward you for good like for um strong play with a higher chance of unlocking weapons, but then they also did things where they would like raffle off a high level weapon to anyone in the match at random. So you always felt like you were getting something out of it and that you're moving forward in both your like equipment and your skill levels, like no matter how good you were at the game. So like, I feel like that was just kind of the perfect package and had a little bit, like I said, it excelled at not only did it have a little bit of everything, but it excelled at all of it. Um, but as far as series, I'm like big on, music and fighting games i play a lot of street fighter a lot of king of fighters um dance Dance revolution um like rock band guitar hero like i still dust those off every once in a while um 
So yeah, I'm kind of all over the place, but that would probably cover it on a broad sense. Nice. I miss Guitar Hero Live so much. Oh yeah, I love that game. Yeah, that was a and I didn't even realize they're still putting out DLC for Rock Band, Rock like, Band pretty 4, much yeah. weekly. Yeah, yeah. really? Yeah. Damn. Like I, I randomly clicked on a Rock Band thread, and people were posting about like the new Olivia Rodrigo <laughs> DLC. I was like, Oh, oh shit, fuck, really? They're coming out with. They're still coming out with stuff. <laughs> Man, you know, what, years ago I made a, a I, I don't even remember what the context was, but I made a bet with Michaela, and I was so confident. You know, I was like if you lose this bet, you have to buy me rock band four, which was just about to come out at the time. And, uh, you know, she was so confident. She doesn't usually accept the bet proposals that I make, but she was so confident. She was like, sure. Yes. And I won the bet and she still hasn't paid up. And, uh, damn, I, you know, I kind of, you know, she's like, we don't have space and blah, blah, blah. And I, I kind of let it go because it does take up a lot of space, especially the drums. But, and I also thought the game was like dead. And so um, I had given it up. But if freaking if if you can get Olivia Rodrigo on there like that, I might start pushing for it again. I love that I, shit. Um, my old high school crew was really into rock band and we played that well into our early 20s before the the friend group dissolved. Um, I don't want to say dissolved. I just, also over rock band. Nobody nobody wanted to sing. <laughs> Oh, dude. Oh, well, we had we had some dedicated singers. Oh, but nice. Do you remember they had um, Harmonix release the Rock Band Light Kit? No. So it was like a it was a little the bo- smoke machine. Yeah, it was a box. Oh, oh, like effects kit. I thought you meant like yeah. light, like a smaller version or something. Oh. Or like, <laughs> uh, no, it was a it was like a smoke machine with lights on it and a lens. And that would be the singer's controller and it would sync up with the game. And no way, really? Yeah. And we, you know, we would have, we, uh, my old childhood home, we'd take all the couches out of the, the den and set up like a, how many couches ass... did you have in the den? We had one. So okay. we took the couch out of the yeah, den. Okay. All right. And then, um, we would set up, uh, like rock band games and, uh, have the smoke machine going have the out on the big screen it was fun don't you miss like like i feel like stuff like that doesn't really happen anymore i, I, I miss it i think we're in our 30s also i don't have any i don't have enough friends that you yeah. could fill a rock band band but like you know like those those were the days of just like having friends like that for, having friends <laughs> and, and fun and and uh not hating yourself but now i hated myself back then too uh but uh like these we get togethers like, and like playing Tony Hawk all night or whatever. Like, yeah. And then everything would be on the game and not like a live service or something. Yeah. Right. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I daydream about playing games all day at work and then I get home and I just get stuck. Don't on, have the energy left for it. No, I get stuck on like YouTube shorts <laughs> or like telegram meme channels. And I'm just like, what am I doing? Like we really need to have a conversation about the industrial revolution and its consequences for the human race. <laughs> Maybe on a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's got, this got dynamic right in the title. You know, we can flow to wherever we want. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of um, dynamic resolution, uh, if you're not a, I guess it's more of like a PC thing, but now it's starting to come out in the consoles, but like dynamic resolution. I, I feel like we had like, it got, it was big in like the PS4, like last gen, I guess. Cause it was always like, you, that was when you started to get a choice between your visual modes and, and usually like performance mode would be dynamic as and scale as it needed to. Yeah. Um, to but keep the frame you, rate up. In case you don't know, because off 
air, Derek, you asked, can you explain what <laughs> dynamic resolution meant? And it's just that it's your resolution will dynamically scale um, depending on what you're doing. And it's you know real big like um, in video games, and they have um, like those AI dynamic scalers like um, AMD FSR and like NVIDIA DLSS. DLSS. Yeah. Um, so, and also you know coming up with the name for the new show it just sounded cool. I thought it was cool. I, yeah, I can't it. remember what some of the other options were, but I threw out one, and here we are. So yeah, yeah. the The other one that I wanted to, uh, that I threw out there was a super super deep cut reference it was laurel no yeah no one would have gotten that yeah nobody would have gotten that laurel um was the laurel institute was a electronics institute that ralph bayer worked at right before he invented the first video game so that was that's a that's a super deep cut and i felt like that would have been lost in the weeds but yeah so it would have been appropriate though we are the first and only video game podcast Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it's not the most saturated market in existence, probably for sure. Um, but we're—it's uh, definitely about quality over quantity. So that's why we barely broke 200 episodes, and we're starting over at one. But you can go back and listen to the old episodes, or you know, here's another thing. I thought well, it wasn't about quality or quantity. Uh, in the past, in yeah, the past. Yeah. This is a new—we're turning over a new leaf. Yes. Yeah. We've definitely had some low quality episodes, Um, but uh, we're on all platforms. So give us a review on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, whatever you're listening to. Give us a review. Super helpful in the rankings and share with a friend. And even if they don't listen, just have them subscribe, boost those numbers. Because like, you know, these are only a handful of megabytes, so they can handle it unless they're on like a track phone or something. But, uh, you know, get him some Wi-Fi minutes. Derek, I am dying. We've I've heard inklings. We've had conversations about your new gaming obsession. I think <laughs> I think you found your trains. I might have found my trains. So tell us about pinball. Yeah, yeah. So pinball is a game where. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's I think it. Uh, part of the the gaming funk that I've been in has led me like the only things that I've played really in the last number of months, aside from what I'm going to start talking about is like uh, I played Callisto protocol because I really like dead space. Um, and I've just recently started playing dead space and then uh, it's really fucking good. Um, the dead space remake. And then I'm still slowly working my way through uh, God of war Ragnarok, uh, which is phenomenal, but also really, really long. So um, but I've been tried to pick things up here and there and I just like, I'll play for an hour and just stop. And, um, yeah, so it's been, it's been a weird time, but, uh, what about, what about, uh, high on life and <laughs> that too, that's like the, you know, obviously I have uh, another podcast on the network called Xbox game passengers. And at a similar time, it kind of fell by the wayside and uh there is shane and i are supposed to be playing high on life for the show which we agreed to before the controversy um uh that that occurred with justin roiland and um uh you know shane was just he hates that humor so much that i was like we got to play this game and you got to be on it and and i'm looking forward to that conversation happening at some point but the previous episode uh, I still haven't recorded yet. And that game almost like to, you know, spoiler warning. I almost stopped playing video games 
forever based on playing that game. It was so hard to put myself through. What was, um, it? What was it? Um, fuck, what's it called? The constant, uh, the constant banter, uh, the never ending. It was called. Uh, no, I don't remember. It was. It was this like barely animated like you know it seemed like oh, it was gonna be like a telltale style game with this like family who's like moving across the country and it won like some awards and stuff and i it was just so hard it, it like never has doing a podcast where you have to play a specific game felt so much like a job as when you're <laughs> playing at like a, not a good job but like you know many of the terrible jobs that i've had um you know when you're like god of war ragnarok just came out and it's like phenomenal and you know, the gameplay, like the combat is like, I, I remember texting a friend a few hours in and being like, this might be some of the best combat in any game I've ever played. Like, it's just Damn. so feels so good. But to like have to ignore that to play this like barely animated, barely choose it, your own adventure. Like it's that it's not that Xbox Game Pass game that they were promoting as like a Game Pass exclusive. Right. And what's it called? Like until dusk falls or something. Yes, like that. that's the one as uh, as dusk falls or something like that. And I was yeah. really excited for it. I thought it looked really interesting. I'm going to search uh, for it now to and I yeah, as dusk falls. That's it. Like I still need to have a conversation with uh, my pal Doogie about as dusk falls. But oh, this like, looks terrible to <laughs> it's like the game's so bad. You never talk to Doogie again. <laughs> right. Almost. <laughs> like, almost. He, and several times he's been like, oh, we got to like, ske- we got to schedule this podcast. I'm like, yep. Like, <laughs> yep, we do. Like, why don't you lead this episode? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just tell me um, about the game. But, but this, yeah. this this totally looks like a U game. I'm it does. At, it at does. A... And that's part of why. And and I don't know if it was the timing. And again, this like struggle I've been having with playing games. Um, but it just like. It doesn't really like the game. It barely has gameplay. Like it's literally just like 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 quick time events and like random, not random, but like little choices that you make, like way less gameplay than you'd see in like a telltale game or anything like that. Or life is strange, all that sort of stuff that I typically like eat up. Um, and I just found the plot not interesting whatsoever, especially when God of war Ragnarok just came out. And I like, I'm only have time to play one thing. And yeah, it was bad. It was a bad choice. So I'm look looking, my exp- I, I'm looking at a screenshot of, some youths at a party and this chick is holding a pill and it says crossroad choose carefully <laughs> refuse right or take pill yeah. i mean that's a crossroad <laughs> that we all you know have to cross and uh some of us make different decisions <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, that's enough of that. There'll be a longer conversation of that on the Xbox game passengers podcast, whenever I can work up the courage to have it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, over the Christmas break, I went and visited a friend and he had recently like random, you know, he had so much money, he couldn't figure out what to spend it on. And so he got into like, damn, that's a fucking good situation to be in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so he got into like the arcade one up machines, uh, both their like cabinet, you know, classic machines. And uh, they have a few like virtual pinball machines as well. Um, and so I thought that was pretty cool. And then I visited him during the br- Christmas break and, you know, we played a little bit of the arcade machines and that was sweet. But we I, I spent like hours playing this this like virtual pinball machine to the point where like. I, I stayed with him for a couple of days and I woke up early well before anyone else just so I could like go and, and keep playing this thing. Damn. Um, and I, I never really had like looked at pinball before because 
you know, obviously like arcades, especially up here have been just dead forever. Like Dave and Buster's and that sort of thing just doesn't exist. And, uh, the, the arcade that existed until I was about 10 in like the town I grew up in, you know, the pinball machines were more expensive and they were really hard. And so, you know, I could play like two or three games of something else for the same price as like a 60 second pinball game is going to cost me. So I never looked at it. Um, but when you remove that cost and can just play it and play it and play it, it's a freaking blast. And so I returned home from that trip and I decided that that was something I was interested in and, you know, started looking at these virtual pinball cabinets, um, found, uh, you know, but I also like the, the, they're very expensive and, and I don't have so much money that I don't know what to do with. And so I needed to figure out a way to make it affordable. And, uh, I ended up like the, I I bought a different one than him. I didn't buy an arcade one up one. There's a, a company called at games as well. And they make a couple of, uh, like, like stand-up cabinets and they make this thing called the at games legends pinball, uh, which is a, a bit of a larger, it's larger than the arcade one up ones. The hardware overall, I think is better. It has like, it's like a 20, it's a 32 inches, 1080 display versus like 27 inch 720, I think is the arcade one up one. Um, the built-in games on the arcade on the at games one are God awful though, compared to the arcade <laughs> one up unit. Um, they're all like real, like the arcade one up ones is all like Zen pinball based stuff. And so um, you know, they have one that has a bunch of real tables, but they also, they, they have like one that's a Marvel one, which is just like 10 like tables that never existed before. And, and they do a star Wars one that's similar. Um, the at games one, it's all like, uh, licensed tables from like a company called Gottlieb, which I don't think exists anymore, but they were one of the big manufacturers through like the seventies, eighties, and I think nineties, but they look and play terribly <laughs> on this thing. Um, uh, yeah, but I, I needed to, you know, this, this at games one, it retails for like $1,200 in Canada. And that's absurd, especially for a thing, you know, I, I have a ha- habit of picking up and dropping hobbies very quickly. And I'm not going to spend $1,200 on something that like in three weeks I might not be interested in. Uh, I found out Sam's club, which is a U.S. retailer that doesn't exist here. And I also think doesn't exist on the West coast. Um, they had a sale on their website for this product. We're also clearing it out in a couple of stores. And I, I saw from somebody that basically if you sent you, you sent them a photo of the in-store price at this one specific store, they're clearing it out, you get a price match. So it ended up costing me about $350 Canadian um, or something. I just shipped it to the border. I live right by the border. Went and picked it up one night. Um, and uh, yeah, I have like, this is, this is a really long story. I'm sorry. Isn't it, isn't it a Sam Smith song, Take Me to the Border? I don't Josh, think so. <laughs> you're into pop music. Allegedly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, realized very, uh, the, the, one of the big differences between the two is that at games has this like kind of open standard type thing where their products generally have like HDMI ports and USB ports. And so you can uh, expand them and hook up a computer if you want to and and just use the controls and display like you're not locked into what exists on it like a lot of the arcade one up products uh and so i started with you know i had a, a like a old modded switch um that i hadn't used lately and so i picked up some of the pinball stuff on there and because it was modded you could use bluetooth to use the actual pinball controls which was pretty cool um and then about like three or four days later i was like 
well, this switch is worth more because it's modded. And also I can't go online because it's like I modded it the first possible day you could. And, and things have obviously changed a lot since then. And uh, put it on Facebook Marketplace because I was like, I could probably buy a PC for the amount I could get for it. Sold it in like half an hour <laughs> from posting it. Uh, that means it was probably too cheap. Well, I, like I, you know, there's several other ones on there and I purposefully priced things slightly lower than that. So they go really quickly um, and and bought a PC a few hours later off of Facebook Marketplace. And and <laughs> uh, I don't know, it's like this neat hobby now where it's it's like it's like a tinkerer's hobby where there's so much you can tinker with in terms of, you know, and it's a huge community of people that uh, like create create original tables, recreate tables that exist. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Like massive. Um, uh, it's like, it's really wild. And there's this like neat front end that you can run that, uh, like just like aggregates to, you know, there's a few different apps, um, both from like simulation ones and the, the pinball FX stuff and it aggregates all of it. So you just like see the tables and choose a table and it loads into the appropriate app without you seeing anything. Like it's very, Sleep. Like a like a retro arch or like a retro yeah, exactly. pie kind of yeah, front, exactly. front end, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and with like music and you know, there's like its own media manager, so you, it's it's just really really neat. Um, and then you have so much customizability over things. I'm now looking at adding in like, um, yeah, the the at games like the the stock sound system is just there's a couple of terrible like haptic exciters that mostly just rattle and sound terrible and and that's the stock ones and then there's just a couple of like small backboard speakers but um for not too much money you can basically add a like 7.1 uh haptic system into the cabinet itself so you can like feel where things are happening on the table and actually hear the ball rolling from where it's at and it's like i don't know it sounds really really cool and uh yeah, I don't know. I, I I've played the thing a lot, but as much as I've played it, I've probably spent four or five times as much like modifying stuff and breaking so, things and then figuring out how to fix them. And, and so now you understand me taking apart my graphics <laughs> card a dozen times. I mean, I've all, like I've always done that sort of stuff as well, and and you know always would like I need this class and you know I need the classic console and I would get it perfect in terms of the games I wanted on it and then I would never touch it again and, and yep. um this one this one I'm continuing to touch and even like like Michaela uh was not into the purchase of this item at all oh I also bought an arcade one up machine also um like I was gonna say that I was like you didn't have space for rock band but you have space for the arcade and the well it's machine. different I live in a different place than I did when rock band 4 came out um okay which a place which is large and but that sold recently and that we're going to have to move from at some point, probably into a much smaller place. So um, I just have so. to play the pinball machine enough that we can't justify getting rid of it because it's so highly used is uh, uh, what needs to happen. But um, yeah, it's it's a, a blast. And even I don't know, my, my the friend that got me into it, he was in town the other day and we went to like a bar um, that had a bunch of real pinball tables. And, and um, they happened to be it was awesome because they were like they're you know they're still expensive to play but they were having some sort of like tournament and so we weren't taking part in this tournament but we just wanted to play and they're like cool like they're all on free play tonight because of the tournament you can play whatever you want you just might get kicked off because we have to play certain tables at certain times and so we ended up playing for free for like four hours probably like 200 bucks worth what's the name of the bar uh it's called the american um and they had (laughs) yeah yeah Oh yeah, Derek, had, yeah. Derek lives in Canada. 
he wishes he yeah, was an American. The West Coast. Sometimes, sometimes things like Movie Pass and and um, you know Amazon Fresh and that's those some bad news about Movie Pass. I thought it was back. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's back. Yeah, it's back. Well, oh. but also not like like you know uh, AMC's got their own thing and and they all have their own Regal now. Crown Club. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. I would eat that shit up. Um, but uh, you know, instead I have to drive to America for cheap groceries and and pinball machines apparently so damn um yeah i have i've i've loved this and and yeah michaela was super not into the purchase of it and it's like you're wasting your money it's another thing you're gonna tinker with and then never play again and i was like so um no there was much more to it than that there was, it was a, it was a large argument and uh damn uh, damn large argument you know but i think we came out of it stronger and uh <laughs> oh yeah go go go, go get her like stronger no, in the sense that, that you carried the pinball machine up the stairs. <laughs> it was about a hundred pounds. So, uh, uh, it was, a lo- I had to take her with me to the border to go pick it up. Cause I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to carry it up these that stairs. That makes it sound so much more insidious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, she's, you know, like we, we both play it a lot. Like pinball tables tend to have this like hot seat mode where you can play up to like four people. And it's just basically, you each get three balls, but you take uh, take turns in that. Like, I'll play my ball one, and then you play your ball one. And on, on some tables, like, things that I've set up before I died, like, stay. And so the second person can get them more easily. And and uh, uh, we've, like, the last few nights spent at least, like, a couple hours playing, um, which is, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a blast. You've, you found your trains. <laughs> so um, like i i've i've jokingly said that like derek is really into trains and take that information as what you wish <laughs> and uh i think derek finally found his trains yeah it's oh, oh shit <laughs> it's um i don't know it's like i i tend like i work on the computer and i work from home most of the time and, and a lot of the time i would work downstairs um because i have a desk down there too and it's a bit more comfortable and and I found myself working up in the office instead so that like when it's slow, I can like install a new table and like, like set its settings and and camera view to how I like it. And, and that's become like my work breaks and and that sort of thing. Here's something that you can uh, pioneer. Yeah. It's not already there. Eye tracking. So oh, the, that's already yeah, that's already a thing. Um, damn it. Uh, damn you it. can also apparently you can um, if you have like a connect, there's software that lets you you put the connect up on the back box and it does a head tracking. So you get more of a 3D effect on the table because as you move your head, it'll change the perspective. Um, Do you have a connect? No, 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 no. All right. Um, Lis- listeners, if you does- have a, <laughs> an old USB connect. Um, I don't know that I need to set that up at this point yet. There's also does it work um, with both connects, or does it have to be the I think Xbox it's One? Be the Xbox One one. Okay, that's good. Um, there's also a like a lot of the tables that are coming out now. People build with like VR in mind too. So uh, some people will use like their pinball cabinet with their like surround sound installed in it, but they'll just use their VR headset as a monitor. And apparently it's like amazing because you have the tactical feel of the physical machine that's in front of you and you're hearing everything come from the area of the pinball machine. It would, but you're in, you know, the, the, because you're in VR, the, the table is full 3d and, and everything like that. And, um, apparently that's, that's pretty amazing. So damn, um, but yeah, damn. it's, it's been, it's been a blast and I have gotten, you know, more into it than I anticipated. And uh, I'm interested in checking out, like, you know, I, one of the guys at the tournament thing, I was like, do you guys ever have, like, beginner 
tournaments because like these scores are pretty high and uh, uh, you know, but it seems like a fun thing. So I got a bit of info about that. There's like a whole international, um, I can't remember what the acronym is, but there's like an international association where like you track stats. And so, you know, some of the guys that were there were like really high ranked in the country. And, and like, this is fucking wild. This is, you know, deeper than I thought it was a game of chance at first, but there's so much to it. And there's so much strategy. There's a movie coming out soon. Uh, it's called like pinball, the man who saved the game. And it's about uh, the Gottlieb, Mr. Gottlieb. <laughs> no, no, it was uh, in a lot of States for a lot of years, pinball, you know, gambling as a whole was illegal and pinball because it was classified as a game of chance was like banned and like machines were destroyed and, and you couldn't play it. And uh, uh, you know, I haven't seen the movie yet. Cause it's not out, but this guy, and I, I think he was a reporter. And so there's articles and stuff about it, but this guy basically set out to prove that it was not a game of chance and that it was actually a game of skill and managed. I think, I think it revolves, I think it's set in like New York, but managed to like get it overturned in the New York area or whichever area he was in. Uh, so that pinball was allowed to be played again. So damn prohibition pinball, right? It's pretty wild. Um, but yeah. And the arcade one up has been fun too. I, I've spent some time modifying that as well. Um, if you have one of the newer ones, they're all Android based. And so, uh, and they're nice enough to put a USB port on the back of the, the the PCB itself. And so you can like hook up a keyboard and like, you know, there's no, there's no like UI options, but you basically just like pop up the Android like notification window with your keyboard. And then you can go into the settings and install the stuff you want. And um, so it's been easy enough to install like a bunch of the other arcade one up Android cabinets, um, and you can install RetroArch and, and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, but then have obviously the the full arcade controls. So Michaela and I, Mikhail, we've spent a bunch of time on that too. Um, uh, mostly the only, uh, I've spent a bunch of time setting it up and installing RetroArch. And then the only game that we've played on it uh, has been Super Puzzle Fighter. And it's been a number of hours on that as well. So damn. So that, um, that's been me all that tinkering reminds me of like my my pinball lately uh has been uh linux gaming mm. and i have some grievances to air um first of all uh i'm not i'm not a total noob to linux i've been toying around with linux since probably middle school um but it was never i mean the big thing that kept me on windows was gaming Sure. And, but with the launch of the Steam Deck and because that's Linux based. Yeah. Yeah. It runs on Arch um, mm-hmm. and it has a uh, you can boot into the desktop, which has a KDE Plasma desktop environment, which is the desktop environment is basically just like the GUI in the shell and you can yeah. swap between them. And um, there's been um, they have their compatibility layer. Proton is what Valve is uh, working on. Uh, to let you know these games that won't necessarily run on Linux go through this compatibility layer, and if you're not super familiar with is compat- that like a wine type thing? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like um uh uh it they behave like emulators, but uh instead of running like an entire environment in a shell, it just makes the hands off handoffs for you, so it'll you know, uh, the game will make a request for window, a windows resource proton will, will jigger it around and then send it to Linux to get that resource and then send it back. And proton has been 
incredible. Um, there's a user out there that goes by the name Glorious Egg Roll, and he made his own version of uh, the Glorious Egg Roll Proton environments, which have um, uh, have they have a lot more tweaking to them um, since like. You know, he's a dedicated gamer, so you can download these uh, compatibility layers and basically just run them on anything. Um, so on the Steam Deck, uh, I've been getting deep, deep into Linux gaming on the Steam Deck. Um, there's a, you know, a, a handful of must-have apps. There's one called Cryo Utilities by a guy named CryoBite33, and you just download the software and run it on your desktop, and it will just tweak a bunch of things on the steam deck to um just increase game uh you know your game performance and there was there was something nice. I, I didn't know as uh on the last screen setting up these cryo utilities it said hey you are only using one gig of vram uh boot into the bios and change it to four gigs oh shit and i Is did that like set like that for like battery prob- stuff or yeah, heat? Prob- pro- yeah. uh, who knows who knows um and um, and I I never really explored the BIOS on the Steam Deck, but it's pretty damn like it's open. Like it's like, hey, if you want to go in and fuck with shit and screw it up, here you go. Like it's literally a full computer experience. And, and that you um, you said like you can just boot into the like, the the graphical interface for is that for Linux, like, is that built in or is that something that you had to add? Like, is it, is it that open that like without changing or adding anything, you have access to that stuff? Yeah. It's, uh, so, um, when you load it into steam OS, um, if you go to the, the power down settings, there's an option to reboot into desktop and then it just gets rid of the steam OS shell, which is like the, you know, the, the steam big picture mode. If you're familiar with that, uh, and it just gives you a Linux desktop and you can hook a mouse and keyboard up to it. I have a little Bluetooth keypad with a track trackpad on it. This is the size of like, you know, a small, I you know here I'll hold it up here, but it's like, you know, that big. So it's pretty, it's pretty small. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek's got one too. So, um, and I've, I've been able to do yours some... looks nicer than mine. Oh, well, thank you. I've been able to do some like incredible stuff on it. There's a piece of software on there called Chiaki, which will let you do uh, PS5 remote play on the Steam Deck, which is that's sick. Does that work pretty well? It, it works really well. You, you have to have a pretty like, good... does it work as well as it would like on the Android or iOS app? Um, I haven't toyed around with PS5 remote play. Um, I did PS4 remote play a lot when I had my surface. Um, and I think the big, the biggest bottleneck was your wireless network and your, your router, but it, um, uh, you know, I got a wife, I have a, uh, a commercial Wi-Fi six access point from TP link and it's great. Um, you can just have. You know, I can be in bed because I have a garbage TV, which we've talked about a lot. I have a TV older than the Geekscape Games podcast by, by a lot, by a lot. So um, sometimes it won't do 1080p. Uh, sometimes it will do 1080i and sometimes it'll just say mm, 720p. Sorry, dog. Um, but having 
PS5 must look great on that. Dude, it it actually it looks terrible. <laughs> it looks terrible. Um but having it on you're the like Steam, this isn't even an upgrade. No, no. Um at least look, you're using your PS5. Uh, well, that's a debatable uh debatable <laughs> stance. Um <laughs> I look at the PS5 almost every day and I think, damn, that was a waste of money. But I have it. Didn't you just order the PSVR two, or were you joking about that? Oh, I was joking about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I I haven't been able. This you might be able to answer this question uh, on the PSVR two. Can you do, um, like uh, a TV mode on it? That's a good question. I don't know. Like like to use it as your display for playing like flat games. Yeah, I would imagine so but I, I have not looked into it um, enough because I know if I did, I would be ordering one and my dog needs some uh, dental work. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I might get it if, if it has TV mode, um, but uh, that Linux, Linux gaming, uh, at least on the Steam deck, there's a piece of software on there called uh, emu deck, which just automates all your emulators and gives you all these things that you could interact with. I have, um every Sega Saturn game on my Steam Deck and that's just there. I was playing Croc the Legend of Gobos uh the other day which I always equate to a PlayStation 1 game. So I was like, "Oh, that's on the that's on the Saturn." Um there's a lot of and with how open Steam OS is, there's a lot of apps and plugins that you can install um that run in the Steam OS so you can you can limit like how many cores are being used. So it'll behave better for emulation and older consoles. Um, there's a piece of software called uh, the heroic. Ask, oh yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Do you use it handheld often or are you mostly like docked? I've never docked it. Okay. I've never docked it. I don't have a dock. Okay. So um, and do you like, you're talking about tinkering it a lot and it's very interesting, but do you like, have you put a lot of hours into playing it as well? Or is it mostly the setup setup game, which I completely understand. It's a lot of the setup game um, because uh, I've also been tinkering with Linux gaming on my desktop, which we'll get into. Um, But back to the steam deck, uh, there's a piece of software called the heroic game launcher, which will log you into GOG or the Epic game store. And you can download those games and then you can choose which compatibility layer uh, they run on. And now the glorious egg roll guy has a wine compatibility layer that is designed for these games. And I was playing control ultimate edition, which I had on GOG and I, I just, it was, it was rendering reflections weird. So I just had to tinker around and pick which compatibility layer um, uh, I wanted. And, when Did I, it also well, fix the map? <laughs> no, nothing can do that. <laughs> oh no, I have. Uh, I've only gotten like very, uh, I'm very fresh in the game. Like I just got the gun and like I came... just wait till you get the map and you'll never want to play again. <laughs> uh, I heard it doesn't do. It doesn't do like levels, right? Right. So if you're on like the third floor, like the first floor is there. It's yeah, the worst apparently... map in any game I've ever seen. And apparently the ultimate edition has a upgraded map that's better than the original version. Mm, really? And it still sucks. <laughs> Damn. Like 
honestly, I didn't notice a difference, but I was reading online people saying, oh, yeah, they fixed the map and or at least in, quote unquote improved it. And it's like, no, nah, we don't ah. have the technology to improve that map. <laughs> Maybe the PS6 remaster. Um, <laughs> there was uh, oh, speaking of PS6, there was an Activision filing recently and people are uh, I think in it, it says PS6 2027. And there, so there's a rumor that PlayStation. I mean, that would be like the appropriate amount of time. Yeah, but it feels like the like the PlayStation Five is just here because it was impossible to get for so long. It's yeah, been out for more and than two years. They're just now coming out with exclusive games. Like two years <laughs> in, this is true. Damn, damn. Um, so, uh, and I when I I had to get over, like I like to play games as maxed out as possible, and also with the highest frame rate. But I had to, I had to get over that, that need to like push as much horsepower out of the Steam Deck as possible. So playing Control on the lowest settings, the game still looks great, and on a little screen, it like physically little. It's got like an 800p resolution, but um, like the game will run 70 fps super fast but if i limit it to 30 like the fans will ramp down and it 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 feels great so i i am all in on the steam deck and what what is the battery life like playing like if if you're playing something fairly intensive and say not limiting it to 30 frames what's the battery um i played a lot of metal gear rising revengeance thank you derek um and i i i don't know i didn't really like notice the battery like I, I never took took note i'm gonna be going to pax like, like is it like game gear no god no god no <laughs> uh i'm gonna be going to pax east in a couple of weeks uh so see content on geekscape.net and, and see content here but i'm gonna be bringing the steam deck and you know i'm gonna be flying the entirety of the continent so i'm gonna really put the steam deck through its paces um i just realized like why are you going to PAX East? Because <laughs> PAX West is is much more accessible. But that's in September. Mm, okay. No, but, I know that. Like, I just was there something specific about PAX East, or it's just that it was you decided you want to go to PAX, and it was the closest one, or like nearest. Um, actually, it was my uh, time wise. It was my girlfriend's idea. Like, she's oh, yeah. going to meet up with a bunch of friends, and she's like, well, "Let's go to PAX," and I was like, "Oh shit, I've never been to Boston." So nice. Here we go. Um, so it'll be cool. And, um, oh, and, uh, yeah, it'll, uh, let me turn this off. Sorry. Um, I'm excited and I'm going to put the battery through its paces and see what it's, uh, see what it's, what it's, what it does, what it does. But the, um, you should download pinball FX. You can play some pinball on the plane. I'm not a big pinball guy. You should try it. Uh, I had, um, God, what was the? There was a, a series of pinball games on the, the on DOS, and I remember I had a board that was called Android, and then there was one called Enigma. It was all shareware, or not shareware, but like you would have to like buy each board. Um, damn, what was that? You should look. You should get that. You should. You should get <laughs> those. Were, those were some like legendary pinball games, but um, all the the stuff on the Steam Deck, <clears throat> um made me like really want to just jump in into Linux gaming on the desktop. And I have a G uh, an AMD GPU, which has a lot more like the drivers are open source and there's a lot of um, um, more stuff you can do. 
uh, at least with like uh, compatibility on the um, uh, the AMD GPU on Linux. So I've uh, I found a distribution of Linux called Nobara Linux, and it's made by the glorious Eggroll guy, and who does all those compatibility layers. And it's a it's a it's Fedora Linux, milady, and uh, with just like a lot of tuning that you would want to do for gaming out of the box and a lot of gaming utilities in. And it's, you know, it's Linux. Like he pushed an update that like fucked something up. So I've had to like reload. And then like I was dual booting off of a single SSD with Windows and I was having all these issues and the Discord was like, oh yeah, don't, don't do that. Like Fedora doesn't like dual booting. I was like, okay, cool. That would have been dope to have that written. And this this is my grievance with like the Linux community is they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't dual boot. I'm like, okay, cool. How would I have known that without coming into the discord and talking about this very specific problem I was having? Like why, why on the download, like, Hey, don't, dual boot on a single ssd like throw another one in um and then like there's another thing on the um uh on nobara there's like a welcome to nobara launcher and you have like all these steps that you can do like hey do you want to install like fmf ff mpeg encoding do you want to install xbox controller drivers and <coughs> excuse me and then there was an option to install the proprietary amd and vulcan drivers and i thought oh yeah well, why not well, apparently you're not supposed to do that unless you're using like content creation because it'll screw a bunch <laughs> of things up. And only very recently when they updated the current, uh, like not the, yeah, their kernel for, for uh, Nubara, there's a big, do not install this. You don't need this unless, and I'm like, cool. Why wasn't there? Why wasn't that at the beginning? But another thing that I was running into is uh, I have all my other windows hard drives on there and you can have your Linux library um, or your Steam library and just just run Proton. Like I I I've played uh, Callisto Protocol that I put time into on Windows. I just played on Linux with a, a Proton compatibility. Pick which Proton compatibility layer that works best, and it works. It just works. It's flawless. Um, but there was something that I ran into where. I would have to manually mount uh, my hard drives every single time I, I turned on Nobara on my, my Windows hard drives. And I was like, there's got to be a way to do this automatically. And every time I would like, I would search Fedora auto mount hard drives. They'd be like, oh, yeah, super easy. You just need to edit your FS tab table um, to auto mount that drive. And that's it. And it's like, OK, what? Like what and it was like yeah just add an fs tab entry and so i'd look up like the fs tab and like like okay so this is like a a text file that i have to edit and i have to get the unique hardware identifier for that drive copy and paste it in and then um uh you know don't fucking get me started on uh linux text editors um do you know how you save a file i don't know if i talked about this on here do you know how you save a file uh, with a Linux text edit editor, it, it's a it's a key key command. It's a shortcut. What what would you think would be a logical key command to save a file that you're editing via a text editor? 
I mean, the obvious one would be Control or Command S. Josh? Uh, yeah, Control S, I was going to say. Uh, it's Control O. Because O... For overwrite? Nope. Uh, it's O for like Office Slamen or something, because what? Linux is Scandinavian or Norwegian <laughs> or it's some shit. And when they wrote Linux, when Linus Torvald invented Linux, Control O... Often Schlamen or whatever is fucking Dutch for save, and they just never got rid of it. So it's the it, it's it's hard to explain like my rage when I see like I'm trying to do X Y Z and everyone's like Yeah, that's easy. Just edit the FS tab table. And it's like, what it. the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, and it it could have done. It, it could, the person who wrote that could have been like, yeah, edit the FS tab table. Just get your hardware identifier and give it the attribute of default and set zero for ask password. That would have been easy. Or it also would have been fucking easy if the KDE Plasma uh, desktop environment that I'm running just had a button. Just click mount. Why do I have to open up an elevated command prompt? Or an elevated terminal. Sorry, it's not a command prompt. If you say command prompt, you're just a plebeian. Noob. Yeah. Um, but it's... Uh, with how much Valve is pushing uh, Proton and getting games... Like, they've sold a million plus units of the Steam Deck. And getting games verified on Steam Deck. And just how, like rampant and, f and fervorous the community is you have these distros like nobara which yeah it's it's like one guy like dicking around on it but you have these distributions that um like uh on windows i have this piece of software called open rgb to control my rgb lights in my computer and i don't want to use like the bloated like shitty asus armory crate software so this open rgb software like latches into it i've had a fight with that on windows like crazy to get it to work just to change everything to magenta terrible on linux i just click open it magenta done it's like there's <laughs> no tinkering so i'm like cool this software that that i've had to break my back over on windows just works but also to get my hard drive to auto mount so i don't have to manually type my password in every time when i want to play callisto protocol it's just like, <laughs> and like the Linux community is so like, um, you don't know what are you doing here? And that needs to, that needs to go away. Mm. Like that needs to go away. Um, is it like a, we had to learn the hard way. So nobody should have it easier than us type thing. Like uh, I had I would, to pay all my student loans and, or is it know. like, or is it like they just assume everybody knows? I think already. it's, I think it's that like, I think it's like, oh yeah. I mean, yeah, everyone knows how to, knows what an fs tab table is and oh, or f stab i've heard him explained as fs tab or f stab i don't know what the fuck it means um <laughs> like yeah everyone knows how to do it and then so yeah it's just it was easy man so i think it's more of uh it's not like yeah when you put it that way josh it's it's not necessarily um arrogance it's more like naivete like oh yeah yeah like they know it's it's easy and it's like you know you don't understand like like, but, and also like I was talking to somebody that, um, 
like, oh, Windows is just easy. It just works. Like, dude, you got to fucking tinker around on Windows, too. Like, I was playing um, Atomic Heart on Game Pass, and the FOV is, like, nothing. It's, like, right up in your face. And uh, they don't have an FOV slider. So there's a piece of software out there called, oh, God, what's it called? It's, like, something, like, easy widescreen. And it's been around for, like, 30 years. And you just, like, I had to manually adjust the fov slider for atomic heart um so you still have to tinker around on windows but it's like a different type of tinkering like there's a lot of typing around in the command prompt like you can't there's files that are locked to the file explorer but if you go in with an elevated elevated terminal you can get in it's that's yeah there's just a lot of like little minutia that just goes weird um but I can see in a couple more years, like completely being on Linux for uh, gaming. And like the only time I would need to boot into Windows is to play Game Pass games. Right. Um, how how many like of games that are coming out today, like how many would you say are become Steam Deck verified or are compatible with like the Steam Deck? I would say almost all of them. Really? It, it's like you can literally just... If it's if the developer doesn't release a Steam Deck version, you can just run it with Proton, and Proton is like wildly powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've I have not thrown I have not re- personally have not run into a game that Proton can't handle. And there's Pro- there's a website called Proton DB where you can check the compatibility of like whatever sure. game. Yeah, yeah, and there'll be people like, hey, I got it to work, but I had to do this, this, and this, like. <sighs> And there was like that that instance with control. I had to use a different right. proton because reflections looked f- fucking weird. Yeah. Um, but you can also like I can play Game Pass games on Linux, but I have to do it through the Game Pass Ultimate like web streaming. Mm-hmm. So uh, so you have to pay for the Game Pass Ultimate package. And oh, because you just subscribed to Game Pass for PC yeah. currently. Yeah. Yeah. But um it uh and there's there's some games like Escape from Tarkov will work, but only in offline mode because the the one of the big hiccups is um the anti-cheat software out there mm. for a lot of games. Sure. Uh like like they just easy anti-cheat just added Linux integration. Oh, wow. So um, um, you can play. Uh, what's it called? You can play Overwatch. Um, I've I'm trying to figure out how to get. Warzone 2 to work uh, without having to reinstall it on a second drive, like just use the files I already have and run them through Proton or Lutris. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a lot. It's very much like my pinball machine. Right. Is Linux gaming. And uh, it's super fun. But that's that. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing for the last seven months. <laughs> what about you? Um, what about you, Josh? You live you live a. An amazing life. I really want to hear about. Universal Studios and also. Oh, shit. About, tell me about your feet. How are your feet doing today? Oh, they're excellent. Good. I just Good. got them. I got them filed, soaked, smell like peanuts. It's pretty great. Peanuts? Some kind of oil. Peanut oil? I think they just call it butter. 
<laughs> was it smooth or crunchy? <laughs> it, was crun- it was crunchy when it started and smooth on the way out. <laughs> on the way out. Damn. So, yeah. Tell us about um, uh, Universal Studios. I'm dying. I'm dying. Uh, yeah. So, we went to Universal Studios uh, Friday, two days ago, as of, the re- as of this recording. But it was our anniversary, which happens to fall on Mario Aww. Day. That was not a thing when we got together. So, it's purely coincidence. But um, we just decided, you know. Uh, we don't live terribly far from Universal. Let's try to check out Nintendo World for our anniversary. And yeah, it was cool. Um, Had you already I mean, been there? Because I feel like I remember you posting photos a while back. Yeah, they did a preview event um, a couple months before the official opening. Mm, okay. And so the first time we went, when everything was breaking, they were like, oh, keep in mind, it's a preview event. We're still oh, really? working on everything. Yeah. Um, and then this time when everything was breaking, it was just kind of like, sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> I saw a photo you posted where you were like, we've been in line for 10 hours. Like, we're up next. What was what was that? Like, you posted a photo on Instagram where it was a bunch of people sitting. Oh, uh, yeah. So might have been yesterday or the day before. Right. So what happened was we we're in line like you know how a lot of the theme parks nowadays will have a single rider line yeah where you can yep. bypass most of the line but you'll get separated from your group and you're yep. just kind of used as a seat filler so that's what we did the official wait time was almost three hours and like right when it was almost our turn they said like the mario kart ride completely broke down oh, God. and <laughs> oh, so no. keep in mind there was like hundreds of people in line some of the people had been in line for like two and a half hours at that point and so just over time, we were just waiting for them to tell us when the ride was going to be working again. And just slowly, it just started dwindling and dwindling. And by the time I took that picture, that line of hundreds of people at that point was like maybe 10 people. Oh, wow. Like almost Damn. everybody left because we had been waiting. I think it had been broken for like an hour and a half, two hours ish. <laughs> do they do they do any like if if you are do they do anything for you like if you're in line for four hours and and then it breaks is it like here's a free popcorn or a foot-long hot dog or is it just like sorry well i think most of the people left before they were offering anything okay but when it's funny like at the two hour point uh we decided to leave only because the employees started going around and saying you know we don't know when it's going to be working sure but they started giving everyone fast passes so Whenever it does okay. start working, you could just come straight back. Well, that's that makes sense. That's nice. So, like, I, it was funny because I was I was thinking, oh, you know, we've been waiting this long. How much longer can it be broken? So, let, um, but then Megan was like, well, the employee just told me that they don't know when it's going to be open again. <laughs> which so which means it's probably not passes. that close. <laughs> yeah. So she gave me the fast pass, and I was like, I guess if that's what they're saying. So we left, and then, like, as soon as we walked out of the building, people started filing back in. They're like, oh, it's working. Oh, so, <laughs> so we had to just go right back in. And the funny thing is, I'm not going to pretend to know the details and exactly what was going on, but that entire time we were just sitting there, and right when we were leaving, all the lights in the building went out and then went back on. So I'm like, wait, was the fix just to turn it off and back on? <laughs> and that's And that's what it was. Um, can you fit, can you fit in the chairs? Just barely. Damn. What do you mean? Can you fit in the no, chairs? I'm, 
I'm kidding though. I, I fit just fine. But okay. no, there's there was a controversy where controversy uh, controversy con- up up down down controversy. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, apparently, like sixty five percent of the U.S. population can't fit in the seats in the Mario Kart ride. Something like that because like they, the they, seats are very narrow. They made it for like. like a, are they narrower j- than a standard ride, or is that is it just a new ride? And so now people are noticing that limit. I think they made it like they built it for a Japanese population. Mm. I think so. Yeah, because it is kind of more narrow than most rides. Because the way that the ride's set up is there's four people in a car, but it's still kind of the size of what you would imagine a Mario Kart car to be in real life. Oh fuck! So it's almost like, in a way, it's almost like double dash. So there, it's like a double layered car where there's two people in the front, and then hmm. there's two more seats kind of stacked behind those seats. So each one fits four people, but it's not a very big car, so there's not a lot of space. And on top of that, you still need space for the lap bar. Um, if you're unfamiliar with how the ride works, it's like a VR ride. Mm, so okay. you put on this visor, and the car is on like a preset track kind of like like a lot of rides like the Roger Rabbit ride at Disneyland yeah. for example but like with the, bu- the VR Buzz Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear? kind of like that yeah like the Buzz Lightyear one okay um but you have like a VR visor on where through the visor you could see like the other racers like the Mario characters okay. driving so it's like around. an augmented reality thing so you see the ride itself but also the other things or is it full mm-hmm. VR so everything you're seeing is virtual uh, no, it's like augmented reality. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so, like, you collect, sick. and you collect item boxes as you go, and you're supposed to shoot turtle shells at the, at the at Bowser's kids and Bowser and that kind of stuff. And uh, it totals how up do your you sc- collect. How do you collect stuff? If it's so, the like... boxes are pre like it's predetermined. Like you always hit them at the same times. So you, okay. you don't do anything special, but you're aiming. Like you're supposed to look directly at them and they keep them centered in your vision and you push the buttons to shoot the turtle shells oh no way and it keeps score of how yeah and that's that's the thing about just nintendo world as a whole the whole thing is kind of just like a big video game because like honestly there's not a whole lot to it um there's that mario kart rides the only ride in there really uh-huh. yeah, i was wondering like i was gonna ask how big is it overall and like what is there to do like i aside from knowing that it was coming and then shane and i went to universal in october um Mm -hmm. where it was like you could kind of see like the mountain or the castle or whatever but everything was still pretty covered up like i don't really know they had it covered in plastic yeah like you had to like (laughs) lift your phone up like over a railing to be able to like take a picture of it what were we there for halloween horror weekend maze the weekend god um <laughs> yo i hey one of my classmates i didn't realize until after we talked about it but one of my old classmates was one of the actors in that <laughs> really yeah like w- we waited for it hours was like a three probably a two two and a half or three hour wait for that one and it was the longest we waited for and it for was sure. at the end of the night and we were waiting yeah. to get like derek's like well it's like the, it's like the featured one like it's the fe- it's, let's go yeah. see it and we ran into stanley wong shouts out um, which is wild that we're in line and all of a sudden I hear he's like in the same line randomly. Like, yeah. And I just hear Derek Crenville, Shane O'Hare. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? And there's Stanley Wong standing there. Um, I was you like, know. we've met like three times. How do you know? How do you remember my last name? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a genuine, like amazing guy. And he's a, a, a he's been in, in award winning movies. He's an actor. Um, 
And we walked out of the the one thing I got to say is if you're going to Halloween Horror Nights, bring earplugs. Holy shit. Bring earplugs. So loud. Um, but we uh, walked out of the, the, the ride and I wore the worst shoes for this. And like I was just oh, like the whole night. So you and I am Josh. We want to get back to your story because I am super interested in this. But the whole like from an hour on as we're at Universal Studios, you just and this has become a part of mine and Michaela's vocabulary, like several things that you have said, like we now, you know, talk about drippy tummies and uh, that sort of thing, which I never heard before you. But um, I don't know, like we're an hour in and you're like, your feet are hurting. So you kept just being like, my dogs are barking. And so like, I don't know, my feet are never sore, really. But I just like, I'll come into the house and be like, my dogs are barking. And like, Michaela would be like, oh, my feet are sore. And then I'll be like, your dogs are barking. And like, it's just, it's a regular part of our vocabulary now. So I, I have these, I, I, I spout these things that make sense in my head, but I'll say them out loud. And people are like, like I was at, at work, I was having a b- banter with a coworker and I was like, like, shut the fuck up, man. I'm going to microwave you. And <laughs> my coworker's like, you're going to, you're going to what? <laughs> And like yes, yesterday I was uh, having a uh, humorous, heated text conversation with Derek, and I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I was just so animated. I just said, "Shut the fuck up, bozo!" And my girlfriend saw that, and she's like, "Did you just call him bozo?" <laughs> she she was cackling at the dinner table. He just won't stop being a clown. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So, but you have moments of clarity, like when we left the weekend, and you said. Man, that might have been cool if you gave a shit about the weekend. <laughs> I'm still like unclear of what that maze was, but I it's like I really wanted to go, but nobody I knew wanted to go, so I didn't bother. It was yeah, it was did you go like you didn't go to Halloween Horror Nights at all or you just didn't go to that maze? No, I didn't go to Horror Nights at all, okay. which is funny cuz every year it's everyone else dragging me to go to Horror Nights oh, yeah. and then this year I actually wanted to go and everyone's like, "No, nah, I'm good." Yeah, that I like I had never been to Horror Nights before and I was really excited to go and I loved it. Um, but that one was not worth three hours for it, sure. It was just like monsters dressed up as the weekend. And but and the, when you're in line for the three like the three hours, they're just like repeating the same like 60 seconds of the same like four weekend songs. <laughs> so it was just like that was the scariest part of the night it was just like hour the hours of, and hours of that. Yeah. scariest part of the night was seeing that it was hour two and you still haven't gotten inside <laughs> yeah, not even close yeah 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 whereas some of the other ones were like you waited like the, i mean the like some of we waited a couple hours for a couple of them but some of them were like 10 15 minutes type thing and they were fantastic. next time we're going to not scary farm yeah we could have done that too yeah. the so, funny yeah. thing too um, and i know we're like we're the the, the the universal podcast now but um they i was saying that like it felt like Horror Nights lost a little bit of its novelty because they made the Walking Dead maze like a permanent part of the park, like all Wait, year round. What? 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 And you know, and like Horror was Nights there, is cool. Uh, was there a Walking Dead thing there? I don't remember it. <laughs> it was. It's like near the Illumination, um, Despicable Me stuff. Um, I had no idea. We also need to have a conversation about. Uh, the fucking Simpsons land. That was the mo- <laughs> that was the most obnoxious, like just c- coffee. I feel yeah. Sound. We stopped to eat there because I feel like it was like seemed like the cheapest stuff. 
um but it was like the 30 second music loop but it was the like it was like the spooky one <laughs> yeah like the, <laughs> yeah. like the harpsichord like da 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 and it was just and then it would just but it was like slower and it had the like vibrato or whatever to yeah. it like over and over and over over and over <laughs> and over and i think i i asked a guy i asked a guy uh working like security or something i asked him a question i was like hey man how like i feel sorry for you how do you deal with like this music and he's like oh i don't i don't usually work over here so like it's all new to me but yeah the people that work in simpsons land like they go crazy (laughs) they go crazy (laughs) yeah because even outside of horror nights it's like this you know it's just like the tune of the theme song on a five second loop yeah right yeah yeah but yeah but um it's funny though because the last time when we went to universal we noticed that they closed the walking dead maze finally so maybe maybe someone caught on to that but i was thinking to myself because as cool as horror nights is it's like once you've been on one maze you've kind of been on all of them like the theme might be different but it's generally the same thing where you're right walking around these tight tunnels and then someone might just jump out at you to try to jump scare you oh shane was scared of shit that was amazing like going through with him i hate it's like you know when it's around all year round even if it's just The Walking Dead, it's kind of like, eh, right? You can the, see it any time. Why go to Horror Nights? But. My favorite one was the, um, uh, the haunted back lot because we. Like, oh, that was awesome! My that feet one was really were good. killing me, and His so dogs like, were barking. And I was like, "Cool, we can sit down and ride the back lot." Oh, like, yeah, it's right. like I was like, "It's a half hour. It's an hour ride. Like it's gonna be cool." And they drive us down the hill, and they're like, "All right, get out." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck?" But we got out, and it was. Um, all these like killer clowns with chainsaws and they would start the chainsaws. They didn't have uh, blades on them, but they would start them and like chase you around. And it was scary. Um, but they started playing like some like electro house. And I was like, dude, this is like uh hotline Miami, like people in chicken masks <laughs> falling out. And it's like that, like, um, was it still uh, supposed to be the purge? Was it the purge? For no, the theming? It, it was, what was it? It was that particular one we went through. That that one. So it had um, like at the opening when you are on the tram, it's like kind of playing a video about this like clown that used to work at Universal and then got fired for some reason and then like died in the park or something. But like he's been spotted recently. And so I oh, think he, it was he like killed, he killed like a two tour. Yeah, yeah, like, so I think it was a, associated with that storyline. And then after that then there was like elements where there was different um you were going through like different movie pieces it was a so there was like nope and like obviously the war of the worlds thing that's been there forever and you got to like go by the psycho house and take a picture in front of it and um it was nope and uh us what was was there there was characters from us i feel like there was another set as well but I don't remember what it oh, was. The, we walked past the psycho like motel at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And then we went to the actual like, and then the house after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. But, um, universal Josh, it's a big game. You, you, you said that. So my understanding is you can spend like 40 bucks to get like a RFID watch. Yeah. You're kind of have to, otherwise none of the shit really works. <laughs> oh, damn. Or, or at least there's no point to it, but yeah, like it's really cool, but they do kind of, like price gouge you a little bit because without the wristbands there's not a whole lot you can do but basically mm-hmm. they kind of make up for the fact that there's only one real ride by having like this whole it's essentially like an achievement hunt 
on your thing. And in a weird way, it's kind of, of all the things, the part kind of carries on the legacy of the Wii U of all things. Because remember how the Wii U games would have achievements and then you would unlock stamps that you could decorate your Miiverse posts with? <laughs> yeah, right. So that's what the park is. It's like you unlock stamps for completing achievements in the park. And so there's different things like have like hit every question mark block in the park or whatever. Oh, really? And it's like, that's the thing too. It's like, um, there's like two, the two major attractions are the Mario Kart ride. And then it's, if you guys ever watched Nick arcade back in the day. <laughs> yeah. So the other main attraction is like the whole story of the park is essentially that Bowser jr. Stole this golden mushroom. And in order to get it back from Bowser Jr., you have to find three keys uh, that unlock his castle. And so you get the three keys by playing these different mini games in the park. So there's one where you have to like turn a crank to make a Goomba fall over. There's another one where you have to hit a power block with the right timing to like hit a turtle shell to knock it up into one of the keys. Um, there's a now, do these cost? Plant. Do these cost money? Like, hey, turn the crank for five bucks. Probably they don't cost your, money, but without but the wristband, bracelet, yeah. yeah, without the wristband, it doesn't keep track of what you've done. So, and you can't even get into the Bowser Junior one without a wristband because it keeps track of how many keys you've unlocked. Mm. And then when you tap, once you have three keys, you go up to the Bowser Junior thing. The guys verify that you've found the three keys, and then you wait. You go into the castle. So then, when you go into the castle, you're like in a room with, I think it holds twelve or sixteen people, something like that. And each one is standing in their own like little segment of the room. And then so your shadow on the wall is like, it's like another augmented reality thing almost, but it's projecting Bowser Jr. on the wall. And it's like raining bombs, and you're supposed to like hit the bombs with your shadow towards him. And it's like this big boss fight where you're all working together to like when you pick up fire flowers, when you wave your arms towards him, you'll shoot fireballs at him. If you have, if you don't have the fireball, you're like swatting bombs at him. So it's like that Wii Sports like soccer game, like uh, head, kind of in a way, like yeah. The head headbutt one. Mm-hmm, right. Was that a Wii Sports a... thing? Wasn't that like on the iToy or something? Yeah, it's no, like one of those type of games. Yeah, no, there was explicitly one where your me is like have to hit soccer balls back into a goal and like dodge boots. Oh, okay. I was thinking of on the iToy on the PS2, there was one where you like have to like head the soccer balls. And I just remember the ad that was like an old grandma that was like, I'm not a soccer star, but I play one on TV or something. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think I remember that too. But yeah. um, And then that's another thing too, is that there'll be like bullet bills being fired at you too. So you're supposed to dodge them at the same time. Well, that changes everything. Damn it. Fucking took it right out of my mouth. (laughs) Bullet, Bullet bill changes everything. But uh, yeah, so it's like, it's different things like that. So there'll be awards on the app for like, you know, if you're a top, if you have the top 10 score on the Bowser game or on Mario Kart, by the end of the day, you'll get an achievement for that. Or if, if it or tracks, if tracks your yeah, points. That, that's another story. I, I got the top score for the day, but it didn't fucking track my score. Like I walked out and it said I never played. <laughs> I was so pissed. Especially by the end of the day when I saw that it still would have been the highest score yeah, when the right. day was over. I think I had 60 coins, but then the highest that was registered was 58. And then... What um, do you get? What do you get if you win? You get 
you get coins on your profile and then that is added to like a lifetime leaderboard where it's constantly counting that plus you get your little stamp on your profile so and then what I mean, but, but do you get like tickets satisfaction is it is it no, you, get, you get pride and satisfaction damn i got some ea level of interaction right here <laughs> holy shit and and how, real life how, is about 30 frames a second so whoa um how's the food in mario world uh they have one restaurant that usually is full on reservations before they open so if anyone <laughs> is going you should probably try to reserve ahead of time but um it's called um it's called the toad uh toad's cafe and they have pretty good food, actually, but it's all really expensive, even more so than what you would expect from a theme park. So when we went on the preview event, they only had a Luigi chicken burger, a Mario regular like hamburger that has like a mustache like burnt onto the edge of the bun. And then they had a uh, fireball like spaghetti and meatball. And then Ooh, this time when we tried to go spaghetti and meatball at a theme park, I did. That's what I got. Fuck you. Because <laughs> Megan why got not? the chicken burger and I was like. sounds like a psychopath. I, well, I feel like the anywhere that had... it's an option, I'm getting spaghetti and meatballs, basically. What the fuck? Yeah, because it's like. And, and the preview event, they only had two types of burgers and spaghetti. That's it. And Megan is already getting one of the burgers. So I'm like, I'm going to get two burgers. That's stupid. Also, Mario's Italian, good. so the spaghetti makes sense. That should be named after Mario, not the burger. Yeah, Mario Burger. <laughs> well, who, man? But uh, this time when we went back, though, they added a what was it? A short rib, like Chef Toad specialty short rib, or something like that. Which is a should have been like Goomba rib or something. But it, but that was another one of the things where that's what I ordered, and then tw- after waiting for twenty minutes, they come up to us and they're like, "Oh, sorry, you ran out of short rib." <laughs> I'm like, but here's right. a fast so, pass for next time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like overall we had a good experience, but my short rib wasn't there. The Bowser game didn't register my high score and we got stuck in line Jeez, on yeah. the broken Mario Kart ride for two hours. So so you've been like twice now, basically. Is there enough like variety in it that like would you go again or is it like you feel like you've seen all that there is to see at this point? I mean, it's not very big, so even especially if you go on a day where it's not super crowded, you can easily see everything that there is to see mm-hmm. in like two hours, probably. Okay, it's not it's not a whole lot, but again, it's like the draw of it is kind of aside from the experience, because like the way that it looks, the way that its design looks really cool. Like right when you walk in, you go through a pipe, and the pipe leads to mm. uh, Peach's castle, which looks almost exactly like that first hallway in Mario sixty four. Oh, that's neat! And it has like the picture. It has like the portraits on the wall that every yeah. once in a while they'll get all wobbly, like how oh, you really? jump into them. So just the design of it's really cool. Um, if you care about the the achievement hunting of it, there's like a hundred and like forty something achievements that kind of encourage you to keep going back and keep playing things repeatedly. Um, if you don't but, give a shit about achievements, how long are you spending there? Yeah, if you don't give a shit about achievements, you could probably do see and do everything in a couple hours. Yeah, okay. Damn. But they're supposed to be expanding it, but it's just tough because unlike every other Universal theme park around the world, ours is still an actual movie studio. Right. On top of being a theme park. So there's not a whole lot of space to expand. But in Japan, I know they're opening a, a Donkey Kong roller coaster relatively oh, soon. 
And I know there's some other stuff that we didn't get. Like there's a Yoshi ride, I think, in Japan that we didn't get. Um, and of course, there's like talks of trying to expand it down the road. But like I said, it's hard to because I think they already demolished um, a, a film studio to help make mm. space for this as it is. And I don't <laughs> they know could how just much make more like a they're going to do. Bu- like a bullet build train that like takes you somewhere else where there's more space. Mm, yeah, and they're te- they're tearing down the um or go underground. Sh- it could be like the, the sewer levels. Uh, they should. I know. Like, if you can't build sideways, build downwards. <laughs> right. But they're already tearing down like the animal um animal show uh, oh, to yes. make space for a roller coaster. But it's like some Fast and the Furious roller coaster, which is like, oh, it's, like the, no. uh, it's like the lamest thing. I don't care at all. What, like, especially like when is that going to be ready? And like isn't your franchise ending like isn't it about to end like now's the yeah. time to build the roller coaster right no better time than when everybody's given although i guess there's still like a the mummy returns like coaster so you know yeah but the mummy ride's cool like the, the mummy, mummy ride is one really the best thing they too. have yeah. did um, um have you ever had like the mummy two foot glizzy <laughs> what is that like the two foot like mummy dick hot dog um at horror nights dude i wanted to like gobble that glizzy but I was like, dude, am I going to spend $24 on a two foot hot dog? I'm surprised you didn't. Dude, I don't know. What did we eat that night? Uh, oh, yeah. We went to a CVS and. <laughs> I don't got... think we got. Oh, we got we, Jack in the no, Box. No, we went to Jack in the Box on the way home. But in the park, we got like something from the Simpsons area, which Bumble- was from the Bumblebee Man place. Ta- uh, tacos that were way overpriced. Yeah. And then I bought oh. a giant like Simpsons donut later which, in the which, night oh, i yeah. was like damn which oh, seemed yeah, like the best of... value it was like ten dollars for that giant ass donut and i could eat like a quarter of it <laughs> i didn't even i didn't even finish um i almost forgot but the uh when they said they didn't have my short rib they had a, other, a different new menu that was called like the bowser challenge or something oh yeah and it was just it was like a one pound meatball with a bowser shaped croissant <laughs> and that was like smothered in spicy marinara with a side of more hot sauce. So that's so what that's I ended what up got? getting. Yeah. Nice. And speaking of expensive, it was like 25 bucks. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Both like both the short rib and the Bowser thing were $25. And then the burgers are like 16, I think. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Just fucking play 3DS at home, dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, oh yeah, they're going to shut down the eShop in like two or three weeks too. So. Oh shit. Is a uh, street pass still a thing? I took my DS to Disneyland and I got like six. Six, that's it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's six more than I was expecting. So. Like, um, yeah, so uh, Universal, I think I, I want to check out Mario World next time I go, but I want to give it like some time for like all the novelty to wear off for everybody else. And then I'll go on like, I don't know, like Thanksgiving or something. So, but uh, that's another thing too. That's how they get you too, because the achievements. There's different achievements that are like, oh, visit <laughs> visit Nintendo World between July and August, and then there's another one that says visit it in October, and then there's one that says visit it between January and February. Wow, damn, so, damn. It's funny that like, I feel like it seems like there should be, you know, like something to spend the coins on or some sort of like prize system. Like it seems wild. Like who's gonna be like, oh shit! I got like, like I mean, I've never cared about achievements, and, and I know a lot of people do, but 
it just seems like, oh shit, like we have, you know, it's a new quarter. Like we got to go back to Super Mario World to get the <laughs> achievement. Like that's like a hundred plus dollars, like for nothing. Mm-hmm. Not for nothing. Obviously, you get a great day at the park, but uh, if, if everything's you know, working, if everything's working, it just doesn't seem like a reason specifically to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's definitely something that once the novelty wears off, it'll be like, oh, you know, take the kids there for a couple hours before going yeah, back right. to like the studio tour or whatever damn yeah it sounds like a black like a at least to check out once though it sounds mm. pretty cool it's cool too because we have the we were able to get the um like the local like california resident season pass too oh that's a so, thing so we have like a we have a billion blackout dates like half the year we can't go but, <laughs> um but the but, rest of the year the rest of the year you can just go whenever you want yeah how so much does something how like that cost time. Like we didn't pay any, we didn't pay any extra outside okay. of what we paid last time. How much does something like that cost? What was it like? A hundred and fifty-ish. So like less than going twice. Yeah, it was oh, that's like amazing. Less than going twice. I would do that in a second. Yeah, that changes it. Then you got to go get those achievements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that was my attitude. Get that spaghetti and meatballs, mm-hmm. or that or that short rib one day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, call me when they introduce a long rib. Isn't that just a McRib? <laughs> I had a McRib once, and I was like, "Damn, this sucks." Hey, no, like Whoa. no lie, the gas the gas station rib sandwiches are better than the McRib. Oh, dude, I I'll get one of those today. Like, go I, to the AMPM. I don't oh, know if you guys have AMPMs, but oh, their rib sandwich love... is so much better than McDonald's. I, f- I feel like Seven Eleven used to have a rib sandwich when I was a kid, and I really enjoyed it. No, our Seven um, Eleven just has burnt ri- uh, burnt wings. <laughs> Fuck. And like, like, uh, fucking, like, Lunchables style pizza, basically. Mm-hmm. What, um, the gas station? Where do we go? Ch- was it Chino or Chico? Do we want up to? Where do we For go? The Air, Air Museum is Chino. Yeah, Chino. The gas stations up there were clean and huge. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, Josh, you were there too. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a fun trip. We should do it again. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what do you say uh, we kill it there, folks? Uh, the last episode of The Last of Us is tonight, so I feel like when we come back, we'll have a lot to talk about. Josh hasn't started watching it yet. Josh, watch Josh, it. Are you doing that on? Are you like waiting to binge it, or you just don't care, or you you're more of a Halo guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just in the middle of. I'm just in the middle of like six different shows that I feel like I should finish first before uh, I, I start anything yeah. else. That's fair. It's like we have we have to finish Demon Slayer. We have to finish Ted Lasso. We have to finish Spy Ted, Family. You got to finish Ted, but, but the new season's not even out for like uh, several more days. I know. Uh, well, we're like halfway through season two, so we're we're, we're uh, okay. chipping away. I, I I miss. I thought you were like we got to wait till season three of Ted Lasso comes out so we can start and finish it. And I'm like that doesn't even count because it's not out yet. But if you haven't caught up, mm. that makes sense. Damn. Yeah. No, we're like mid season two. We, Umbrella Academy. We started also and mm. haven't finished so. Once we once we get through at least like two or three of those shows, we'll yeah, add a yeah. new one. Ted Lasso is some good shit, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another one that just started up uh, a handful of weeks ago by a couple of the same producers, I think. But it's called Shrinking with uh, Jason Siegel. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend that, too. It's got this kind of same like serious, but like funny and wholesome feel that Ted Lasso brings a lot of the time. Mm, right. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I have to make sure to watch it, too. I think the last, <laughs> the last of us is the only show that I'm watching. Really? I don't watch TV. Yeah. 
It's too much. <laughs> Takes away from TV, the Linux it's time. HBO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna call it there. Thank you for joining us with uh, Dynamic Resolution, a video game show, the inaugural first episode. Um, check us out on Instagram, Dynamic Resolution Show. Dynamic Resolution Show. Give us a like. Give us a share on whatever you're listening to. Tell your friends, and uh, we greatly appreciate it. Um, Derek, where can people find more of you? Uh, nowhere really. Uh, um, the Xbox Game Passengers podcast. Whenever that returns. Other than that, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I, I keep to myself mostly. So yeah. Uh, uh, also, I forgot. I wanted to mention to you. Uh, the PSVR 2 does have a cinematic mode That's that it. allows you to play uh, flat games. And I can't wait till they hack it to use on PC. So VR porn will be back on the menu, boys. I mean, Was you can buy off? like an Oculus Quest 2 for like half the price. Yeah, I don't want to give money to Facebook. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. Josh, where can people find more of you? Uh, you could find me at Inu Joshua on just about every video game and social media platform. Is that your username on the leaderboards at Mario World? <laughs> Actually, yes, it is. Hell yeah. So if you see Inu Joshua on the uh, leaderboards. He's, go he's, he's, he's got that season pass, though. So he's got like, that's like paying for an advantage. Yeah. So, all right, folks. Uh, we'll see you back here two weeks. Yeah, we do two, two weeks. Two yeah. weeks. Yeah, we'll see you back here then. Bye. It's like Total Recall. Bye, Bye. everybody.